The Watchtower, Study Edition, February 2024 Study Article 5 This article will be studied during the week of April 8th through 14th. I Will Never Abandon You Theme Text God has said, I will never leave you, and I will never abandon you. Hebrews 13, 5b Song 27 The Revealing of God's Sons Focus To reassure God's servants on earth that they will not be abandoned when all the remaining anointed Christians have been taken to heaven. Paragraph 1 Question When will all the anointed be in heaven? Years ago, Jehovah's people wondered, When will the last of the anointed Christians be taken to heaven? We once thought that possibly some of the anointed might remain in the earthly paradise for some time after the War of Armageddon. But in the July 15, 2013 issue of the Watchtower, we learned that all anointed ones who are still on earth will be raised to heaven before the outbreak of Armageddon. Paragraph 2. Question. What question may arise, and what will we consider in this article? However, a question may arise. What will happen to Christ's other sheep who will be serving Jehovah faithfully on earth during the Great Tribulation? Some today may worry that they will feel lost or abandoned when their beloved anointed brothers and sisters are taken to heaven. Let us examine two scriptural accounts that might come to their mind. Then we will discuss reasons why there is no need to worry. What will not happen? Paragraphs 3 and 4. Question. What may some wonder and why? Some might wonder if the other sheep will stray from the truth when they no longer have the anointed brothers of the governing body to guide them. Perhaps some scriptural accounts bring such fears to mind. Let us consider two examples. The first involves High Priest Jehoiada. He was an outstanding man of God. He and his wife, Jehoshabiath, protected a young boy named Jehoash and helped him to become a good and faithful king. As long as elderly Jehoiada was alive, Jehoash did well. But after Jehoiada died, Jehoash soon turned bad. He listened to wicked princes and left Jehovah. The next example is that of the second-century Christians. The Apostle John, the last surviving apostle, was a good influence on many Christians, helping them to endure in their service to Jehovah. Along with Jesus' other faithful apostles, John had for some time been fighting hard against the apostasy that was spreading. After John died, though, apostasy spread like wildfire. Within a few decades, the Christian congregation became thoroughly corrupted. Paragraph 5. Question. What conclusions should we not draw from those two accounts? Do those two scriptural accounts indicate that something similar will happen to Christ's other sheep when the anointed are taken to heaven? At that time, will faithful Christians on earth stray from their training, as did Jehoash, or drift into apostasy, as did many Christians during the second century CE? The answer is, absolutely not. 
we can be sure that when the anointed leave the earthly scene, the other sheep will be well cared for and will thrive spiritually. Why can we be confident? Pure worship will not be corrupted. Paragraph 6. Question. What three time periods will we briefly consider? Why can we be confident that pure worship will not be corrupted, even during the difficult times that are ahead? Because of what we have learned from the Bible about the time period in which we live. This time period differs greatly from the time of ancient Israel and the time of the second century Christians. So, let us look more closely at these three time periods. 1. The time of ancient Israel. 2. The time period after the apostles died. And 3. Our times. The times of restoration of all things. Acts 3 21. Paragraph 7. Question. In ancient Israel, why were faithful people not disheartened when the nation and its kings chose a wicked course? The Time of Ancient Israel. Shortly before his death, Moses told the Israelites, I well know that after my death, you will surely act wickedly. And turn aside from the way about which I have commanded you. Deuteronomy 31 29. Moses also warned that if Israel rebelled, the nation would be sent into exile. Did those words come true? Yes. Over the centuries, many kings chose a wicked course and led God's people astray. This caused Jehovah to cast off his wicked people and to end the line of earthly kings. But faithful Israelites took courage when they saw that God's word had come true. Paragraph 8. Question. Should we be surprised that the second century Christian congregation became corrupted? Explain. The time period after the apostles died. Should we be surprised that the second century Christian congregation became corrupted? Not at all. Jesus foretold that a great apostasy would take place. The apostles Paul, Peter, and John had all confirmed that Jesus' prophecy was already beginning to be fulfilled in the first century CE. In the second century CE, the Christian congregation became corrupted. Apostate Christianity arose and became a prominent part of Babylon the Great, the world empire of false religion. Again, inspired prophecy was being fulfilled. Paragraph 9. Question. How does the time period we live in differ from the time of ancient Israel and from the time of the second century Christian congregation? The Times of Restoration of All Things. Our time differs from the time of ancient Israel and from the time of the great apostasy that set in during the second century CE. What is our time period called? We might initially refer to it as the last days of this wicked system of things. 2 Timothy 3 1. But the Bible shows that a greater and longer era began at the same time. It will continue until the messianic kingdom has restored mankind to perfection and has transformed the earth into a paradise. This era is called 
the times of restoration of all things. Acts 3.21 This period began in 1914. What was then restored? Well, Jesus was enthroned as king in heaven. So Jehovah once again had a ruler to represent him, an heir of faithful King David. However, that kingship is not all that Jehovah restored. Soon after that, pure worship began to be restored at last. Will it be corrupted again? Paragraph 10, Question A. What does the Bible foretell about pure worship in our time? Question B. Why are such prophecies reassuring? Isaiah 54.17 reads, No weapon formed against you will have any success, and you will condemn any tongue that rises up against you in the judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of Jehovah, and their righteousness is from me, declares Jehovah. Think about that prophecy. No weapon formed against you will have any success. Those inspired words are being fulfilled today. The following comforting words also apply to our time. All your sons will be taught by Jehovah, and the peace of your sons will be abundant. You will be firmly established in righteousness. You will fear nothing and have no cause for terror, for it will not come near you. Isaiah 54, 13, and 14. Even the God of this system of things, Satan himself, is powerless to stop the educational work that Jehovah's people are carrying out. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Pure worship has been restored, and it will never be corrupted again. It is here to stay for all eternity. No weapon formed against us will succeed. What will happen? Paragraph 11. Question. What convinces us that the great crowd will not be abandoned when the anointed go to heaven? What will happen when the anointed are taken to heaven? Remember, Jesus is our shepherd. He is the head of the Christian congregation. Jesus clearly stated, Your leader is one, the Christ. Matthew 23, 10. Our reigning king will never fail to do his job. With Christ in charge, his followers here on earth will have nothing to fear. Of course, we do not know every detail about how Christ will lead his people at that time. So let us consider some Bible examples that may reassure us. Paragraph 12. Question. How did Jehovah care for his people, A, after Moses died? B. After Elijah received another assignment. Before Israel entered the promised land, Moses died. What happened to God's people? Without that faithful man, were they left in the lurch? No. As long as they were faithful, Jehovah provided for them. Before Moses died, Jehovah told him to commission Joshua to lead the people. Moses had been training Joshua for decades. In addition, there were many other capable men taking the lead, chiefs of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and even tens. God's people were well cared for. 
we find a similar example in Elijah. He had been taking the lead in pure worship among the Israelites for decades. But the time came when Jehovah transferred him to a different assignment down south in Judah. Were faithful people in the ten-tribe kingdom of Israel abandoned? No. Elijah had been training Elisha for years. There were also the sons of the prophets, who were evidently organized into schools of some kind. 2 Kings 2, 7. Thus, many faithful men were available to help lead God's people. Jehovah's purpose kept advancing, and He cared for His faithful worshipers. The picture collage for paragraph 12 first shows Moses commissioning Joshua before a group of Israelite men. In the second scene, we see Elisha watching as Elijah gets ready to strike the Jordan River with a garment. Other prophets stand nearby. The picture caption reads, Moses and Elijah each trained a capable successor. Paragraph 13. Question. What reassurance can we find at Hebrews 13.5b? With those examples in mind, what do you think will happen when the last of the anointed are taken to heaven? We do not need to wonder. The Bible reveals a simple, reassuring truth. Jehovah will never abandon His people on earth. Hebrews 13.5b reads, For He has said, I will never leave you, and I will never abandon you. Like Moses and Elijah, the small group of anointed Christians who take the lead today understand the importance of training others. For decades, the brothers of the governing body have been training men from among the other sheep to take the lead. For example, they have organized many schools to train elders, traveling overseers, branch committee members, overseers at Bethel, and others. The governing body has personally been training helpers to the various committees of the governing body. These helpers are right now faithfully carrying a heavy load of responsibility. They are well prepared to continue the work of caring for Christ's sheep. The picture collage for paragraph 13 first shows a governing body member teaching brothers and sisters in a classroom. Next, we see brothers and sisters taking notes in a classroom. Finally, we see an instructor and a student discussing Hebrews chapters 8 and 9 before a class of brothers and sisters. Behind them is an illustration of the tabernacle, and in front of them is a model of the tabernacle. The picture caption reads, The governing body has worked hard to train helpers and to organize schools for training elders, traveling overseers, branch committee members, overseers at Bethel, and missionaries all over the world. Paragraph 14. Question. What is the key point of this discussion? Here is the key point of our discussion. When the last of the anointed are taken to heaven near the end of the Great Tribulation, pure worship will keep right on going here on earth. Thanks to the leadership of Jesus Christ, God's worshipers will not miss a beat. True, at that time, we will be under attack by Gog of Magog, a hostile coalition of nations. But that brief attack will fail. It will not stop God's people from worshiping Jehovah.
He will surely rescue them. In a vision, the Apostle John saw the great crowd of Christ's other sheep. John was told that this great crowd comes out of the great tribulation. Revelation 7, 9, and 14. Yes, they will be kept safe. Paragraphs 15 and 16. Question. According to Revelation 17, 14, what will Christ's anointed be doing during the Battle of Armageddon, and why is that encouraging? Still, some might wonder, what about the anointed? What will they do after they depart from the earthly scene? The Bible answers that question directly. It reveals that the political elements of this world will battle with the Lamb. They will lose, of course. We read, The Lamb will conquer them. And who will help Him? The verse answers, Those who are called, chosen, and faithful. Revelation 17.14 reads, These will battle with the Lamb. But because He is Lord of lords and King of kings, the Lamb will conquer them. Also, those with Him who are called and chosen and faithful will do so. Who are these? The resurrected anointed ones. So, when the last of the anointed on earth are taken to heaven near the end of the Great Tribulation, one of their first assignments will be to fight. What a remarkable assignment! Some anointed Christians were fighters before they became Jehovah's Witnesses. Some even served in the armed forces of this world. But later, they became true Christians and learned the way of peace. They put aside all physical warfare. However, after being raised to heaven, they will serve along with Christ and His holy angels, waging the final war against God's enemies. Think of it. On earth, some anointed Christians are elderly, even frail, but once resurrected to life in heaven, they will be mighty and immortal spirit creatures assigned to fight alongside their warrior king, Jesus Christ. After the war of Armageddon has been fought, they will share in guiding mankind to perfection. Without a doubt, they will then do their beloved brothers and sisters on earth a lot more good in heaven than they ever could as mere imperfect humans. Paragraph 17. Question. How do we know that all of God's servants will be safe during the war of Armageddon? Are you of the other sheep? Then what will you need to do when the climactic war of Armageddon begins? Simply this. Trust in Jehovah and follow His direction. What might that include? The Bible comfortingly says, Enter your inner rooms and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself for a brief moment until the wrath has passed by. Isaiah 26, 20 All of God's faithful servants in heaven and on earth will be safe during that time. Like the Apostle Paul, we are convinced that neither governments nor things now here nor things to come will be able to separate us from God's love. Romans 8, 38 and 39. Always remember, 
Jehovah loves you, and he will never abandon you. When the last of the anointed Christians are taken to heaven, what will not happen? Why can we be sure that pure worship will not be corrupted? Why can we be confident that Jehovah will care for his people? Song 8 Jehovah is our refuge. End of article.